Hi, this is India Ari, and this is my podcast, Songversation, where I choose one of my songs, I riff on the song, simple as that. This is part two of a Q&A based on episode one of Songversation. Episode one was called Songversation Worthy because the song I chose to riff on is called Worthy. Y'all get where I'm going with this. And so with this part two Q&A, I kept these questions because they were more in depth and I wanted to give them some time to have answers that were more in depth. So these answers might be a little bit long. I'm not sure. I'm still figuring out how to do this, but they are, they say everything I want to say. And so you're going to learn a lot more about me in these answers. <laughs> I hope you want to. All right, here we go. Part two, Q and A of Songversation Worthy. Hi, India. I just wanted to say thank you so much for sharing this podcast and this songversation. And it's really inspiring me and motivating me and just really encouraging me to um, continue writing. And um, when I make my songs to, to just be honest and vulnerable when I write. And I guess my question would be, how do you go about sharing these personal songs? And how do you, basically, how do you prepare yourself to share from such a vulnerable place? And um, just any advice related with songwriting and the process of like really digging deep to get out what you know needs to be shared um hi danielle thank you for asking that question because this gives me an opportunity to talk about something that's really important to me your question if i were to encapsulate it i think you're saying how how do i get to a place where i have access to my deepest feelings and then can put it into a song and then can have the courage to know that people are going to eventually hear it and so I want to talk about the access to it first. I have access to that. I think um, I am an introvert. And by introvert, I mean a person who's very sensitive to energies and therefore I recharge by spending time alone and going into myself. And having that introverted nature and going into myself means that I have a very colorful, active internal life. And it is from that colorful and active internal life that I express myself. I'm always um, very in tune with how I feel. And um, because I am a songwriter, I learned in my early 20s that I had to get things out, that I couldn't just have this active inner life and hold it in because it was making me sick. I, I started having ulcers. And so an African priest told me to start keeping a journal. I did it that day. I've been keeping a journal ever since. I kept a journal before that, but now I've been intentionally keeping a journal for the purpose of expressing the truth inside of my inner life. And so that is how I um, have trained and wired myself to be over the years. I said my early 20s, I'm 42, so it's been about 20 years. And so I go to that place, and now this is what I wanted to talk about is my songversation practice. I named it something because I figured out a protocol to always get myself there. 
I call that my songversation practice. Um, and the protocol is about relaxing and breathing and stretching until I'm very, very relaxed. And when I get to that place of being relaxed, I write. So I have all my stuff set up, I relax myself, and then I go and I write, and I write without judgment. Because what we always have to remember as songwriters is nobody has to hear it. You do it because it's you, you share it later if you feel comfortable. And so that goes to my third part of this question is how I have the courage to share it. And to be honest with you, I don't always. Usually I do. There have been a couple things that no one has ever heard because it was just too personal and I just had to get it out for me. But this thing, um, uh, the, my profession as a songwriter, I, I do what is true. And when I hear my truth and I feel it and I know that I said it in a way that is laser point accurate for me, I want to share it. And I cringe a little bit and have to close my eyes and know that other people are going to get it. But I do it. That's it. Oh, and Danielle, I have a little bit more that I want to add to this. I'm so passionate about my songversation practice, and I'm also such an avid writer, that I wrote a journal called the Songversation Practice Journal. I did the old magazine Adventure of a Lifetime Cruise. This time last year, we went from Seattle to Alaska, back to Seattle, and I sold the journals on that cruise. Um, they don't exist anywhere else yet but also if you can find it I wrote about a 200 page essay called Songversation I Am Light and part of that essay I describe my songversation practice also I have an album called Songversation Medicine and Songversation Medicine is songs that are made for the relaxation of your being to get yourself into the flow for writing. So the Songversation Medicine CD is meant to go with the Songversation Practice and the Songversation Practice Journal. All of these things have yet to be rolled out, but they will be rolled out later this year. And I also intend to go on a Songversation Medicine tour where I facilitate small groups in the Songversation Practice. We're still working on that, but um, as I think you heard me say, uh, um, shallow interactions make me tired, but deeper interactions, I can do that all day. And so I am excited about going on this Songversation Medicine Tour and being able to have deeper interactions that are intentional with people around their songwriting and their creativity, period, so that I can share what I've learned that works for me. And I can also see what works for other people because I don't really know. I just know what I've discovered. And so that Songversation practice, the process of getting into the flow, I'm building ways to teach it. And so thank you for asking that question and I can't wait to talk more about it. In the meanwhile, I think you should try breathing, stretching a little bit, and sitting down and doing your work and writing without judgment. Sometimes I write things that I think are gibberish and then I realize they're making sentences. It's that much of a lack of judgment that is required, I have found. Okay, thank you. Peace. Hi, India Ari. My name is Rochelle Haley, and I teach at a school called Solar Preparatory School for Girls. I wanted to tell you that I appreciate this podcast so much. Um, when I teach my students lessons that evoke the process of thinking um, beyond the surface, like inferences, conclusions, and definitely during Poetry Month, 
Um, we will choose an NDRE song to dissect and discuss. Um, my class is really diverse, and I'm so excited that my 66 girls from all shades and races will know your name and be exposed to your ministry. Um, they're going to be really excited about this podcast. Now they don't have to listen to my interpretations of your words, but they can hear it directly from you. So thank you, NDRE, for helping me help them find the love and light inside of them. And thank you so much for creating music. That just allows me to put the textbook away and use a more relevant piece of art and literature that causes kids to think. Thank you so much. You be blessed. Hi, Rochelle Haley. I love your message. I love, I live, I live to hear that classrooms are putting their textbooks away and using my music as a more relevant form of literature and art to help their students think deeper. I live for that. Being literal. I live for that. So thank you so much for telling me about your 66 girls. I love the name Solar Preparatory Academy. Um, I wanted to leave this message to give a shout out to all of the girls. What's up, young ladies? Uh, would it be appropriate for me to call you soul birds? What's up to my 66 soul birds at Solar Preparatory Academy? And thank you so much, Rochelle. I, um, I often in my songwriting think back to the things that I wish someone told me when I was young because, you know, a lot of our wounding comes from a young age. We think that childhood should be the easiest time, but really it's a, it's a hard time. Our teenage years are difficult because we're learning a lot of new things. And so a lot of times when I write songs, I, I think about things I wish I had known back then. And so to know that I'm able to share those things with your 66 girls, I live for that. So thank you. Thank you for using me during Poetry Month. Perhaps we could all meet at some time. That would be really cool for, for all of us, I think. Um, who knows? Let's see if we can make something like that pop off. I appreciate you. Girls, my 66 soul birds. I love y'all. <laughs> all right. Peace. Hi, India. I was listening to the podcast, and I think it's very nice and respectful. However, you don't have to justify the fact that you are including a curse word in one of your songs. Um, yeah, I think it's nice. I do the same thing. I try to, well, I basically think about things I'm saying, but I know that you are just explaining it for people who are hypersensitive about things like that, which is really cool. And yeah podcast was nice the song is very interesting and as usual very relevant love your music yeah dana thank you for your comment and thank you for giving me the room to explain something that um i'm always trying to get across to people and that is that i am india re india re is actually my birth name my name is india re simpson and so um that is who I am. Um, and that India walks around and talks. I have a man. I have 17 employees. I travel a lot and I cook food. I love to cook and I love to make juices and I love sauces <laughs> and I like to watch TV and I like crystals and I love flowers and I love jewelry and all these things that I like. And that is me, India Ari, India Ari Simpson. But then this is the thing that I'm always trying to get across to people. There's also an India RE brand, and that brand is 
whatever the people who have consumed um, my public persona and my public work think I am. My brand is whatever people think I am. And so my brand is that person who wears white cotton and sings about certain types of things, who has a certain sounding voice and who does songversations and has an album called Acoustic Soul and sings songs about empowerment of women and love of people and love of God. That's my brand. And so um, I, I said that I'm often finding myself having to differentiate that with people because when people meet me, I'm just India. And the brand doesn't always show up because I'm not sure what you think the brand is, right? And so I said all that to say this. I was explaining that I put a curse word in one of my songs because that's not what people expect from my brand. Me, in real life, I curse. <laughs> especially when it's relevant. Especially when it means something. Sometimes I just curse because I just want to because I just do. But in my, in my music, I made a, a um, conscious decision at a very young age. At 25, my first album came out. And I made a conscious decision to be socially responsible and that I wanted to make music that was really going to speak to people a certain way. And so I um, would exclude curse words. And I actually do that in my regular everyday language, depending on who I'm talking to. And so when you are a brand, you don't know who you're talking to. You're talking to people of all ages, elders, young people. And so I chose, you know, to not use certain types of language around elders and young people. And so um, I realized it did sound like I was apologizing for using the curse word, but I wasn't apologizing. I was celebrating the fact that I've gotten to a place where I've been able to use my voice in a way that is appropriate, even if it is outside of what is expected of my brand. You get me? So thank you for giving me the space to, to say that. And I hope you keep listening. Thank you. Peace. I guess my question is, um, on did these, I think it is very possible without getting support from a therapist or a mentor or a spiritual guide for you to come along onto these questions. But I would love to know what your process has been, how did you discover this ability to name and articulate and look for um, the sources of people or things that can meet your needs? And I think that's such an important thing, A, to reduce the stigma around mental health, um, but also to encourage students to let them know what they're already doing and how to use their art, how to use their unique voice, truth, um, idiosyncrasies to promote healing in their lives. So I would love to have more of a conversation with you about that. Um, thank you so much for what you put into this world this morning. Hi, Dr. Tamara Walden. I got your message. Full disclosure to everyone listening, Dr. Tamara Walden is a psychologist who works at a university she left me a message that was five parts, one minute apiece. I put one message in there that I felt like would capture her question because I, putting it all there was too much. I'm going to do my best to answer such an in-depth question in a concise way. What you really were asking was about my healing journey and my process because being that you are trained and educated in the process of being a psychologist, I think you look at me as a person who has been on a journey that it may be interesting to you and you're wondering how 
I've been on this journey. And so for me, my healing journey started around the age of 19 when I started really looking at my family as people. And I realized that I had a lot of pain from my family and from my youth. And I decided I was ready to begin to heal it. And at that age, I made my healing my hobby. So I began, everything I read was about healing, about growth and growing in wisdom and healing. Everything that I wrote about That's how I ended up creating the album Acoustic Soul, because I was a person who was on a journey to heal myself Um, and all of my subsequent albums. But that's why I was the person who I was when I emerged onto the scene, because for about five or six years before that album came out, I had already made my healing my hobby. I then, because it was my hobby, I would find insight into the question about how to heal these certain things everywhere. I've had so many conversations with all kind of different wise people from different walks of life, from pastors of churches and evangelists, my own family members. One of my favorite people to talk to was my great grandmother. She lived to be almost a hundred and she was just, as you can imagine, very, very wise. She was smart. She'd been smart all her life. She was also an evangelist and she was old. And so she had been through a lot and she loved me and she would give me very specific advice. I also had talk to African priests and different artists and artists who are also on a spiritual journey as I am and people whose names you'll never know but who are important in their communities who help to heal women and work to heal people with mental illnesses and just all kind of people I've been able to talk to. I also have been able to talk to my greatest at the time living hero and that was Maya Angelou. We had a two-hour conversation and she imparted a lot to me. Um, I had a chance to speak with Oprah, and speaking of Oprah, you can see me talk about my journey and my path and my story, both in my Super Soul Sunday episode and my Super Soul Session talk. The Super Soul Sunday and Super Soul Session, two different things, two very different expressions, but check those out. The other thing I want to say is, um, You said, how did I learn to name it so that I could ask for what I need? I have a love of words. And so I would, there was a certain point when I had been in this relationship, I was in my early 20s, and the person I was in the relationship with was belligerent, often. We got out of the relationship. I remember being on an airplane going to South Africa, and I was out of the relationship for a couple of years. And I was reading Alice Walker's book, The The Temple of My Familiar. And something about that book, sparked an empowerment in me. You know, Alice Walker Weiss books that are very empowering for women. And so something about it, it wasn't a direct correlation, but something about it flowed from reading that book to realizing that the terminology for what I had experienced in that relationship was verbal abuse. And so I started from that day, I think that's the first time I can really remember learning the power of what it meant to name something and then go and start to look at how to heal what you've named. Um, you also said something about your students and wondering if they understand that a big part of what they're healing from is being black in America. And what I know is that we're all human in the human journey. My mother always says, uh, it's not wrong. It's just life happening. And what are you going to do with it? And so when I think of it's just life happening, I know that the human experience is fraught and blessed with lots of challenges because it's what it means to be human. And so as a black woman, In the music industry, a black woman in the music industry, there's a specific type of wounding that I experienced um, based on a lot of different things. But 
I coming into the music industry set me on a whole nother healing journey. Not the one from my childhood, but a whole nother one, a healing journey based on understanding what human nature is about and the dark side of human nature. I learned about sexism and racism and, and ageism and colorism and all kind of stuff through the lens of the music industry. And so it was challenging and it was painful. And so another one of the things I did, I told you, I think I said here that writing has been one of the things that I've used to heal myself. And so also after I was um, burdened with this narrative that I, I released this image and I looked to in 2013, I released a photograph. They said I looked too light in the photograph. And so they put this narrative on me that I either had bleached my skin or I was trying to look light because I didn't like myself. Neither one of those things were true. And so I, just being a writer, started writing an open letter that eventually turned into a 200 plus page essay. And so I said all of that to say, in those essays, I really dig, go in depth with myself about um, all the things that I had to struggle and suffer through in the music industry and how I have worked to heal myself from those things. And writing that also was a part of the healing, if you know what I mean. It's because my healing is my hobby. And so I tried to make this answer short, but I just wanted to get everything in there. There's still even more I'd like to say to you about this. Maybe we can continue this conversation. But um, another thing I want to say is there's another um, piece that I've done on television. There's BET has a sister network called Centric and on Centric, they had a television series called being. So my episode was called being India RE. And I talk a lot about the pain of my childhood and the abuse that I witnessed and, and suffered. You get to see the inside of the house I lived in for 10 years, the 14 years, actually the whole time I was recording all my albums and learn a lot more about me in depth so if you want to see more about my healing journey and the way that I see things and all of that, that's there. And so I talked about Super Soul Sunday, Super Soul Session, Centric, Being India RE, and also my essays. My essays are on my website. My website is soulbird.com. The essays are called Songversation, I Am Light. Ooh. And um, I guess I gave an answer worthy of your five-minute question. I want to thank you all for being on the other end of this conversation. And I want to thank everybody who sent questions. There are like now 25 more questions. I don't think I'm going to get to all of them, but I wanted to do this first Q&A episode because the questions just felt like they were fundamental things I wanted to share about myself with anyone who I'm honored to have listened to my podcast. And so before I go... Before I go, I want to um, put this final comment. She didn't really ask a question. She left a comment. And the comment is so heartfelt that I just wanted to end with this. And so, yeah, here it is. My video, my recording cut off, but I just wanted to reiterate again, my name is Dominique Bercy, that... You have helped me to and through womanhood, but more importantly, you helped me realize that I'm a healer and I hope to be able to continue to heal um, people through my work the way you've been able to heal me through yours. So I just wanted to send you a little love, a little encouragement and let you know that you mean so much 
to people that you don't even know. So you are a celebrity. And so much more. I love you. I'm so excited for this podcast. And you have encouraged me to step out on faith and start mine. So thank you. Good one, right? Strength, courage, and wisdom to all indeed. (laughs) Lastly, I want to say thank you for being on the other end of this songversation. Without you, I'd just be talking to myself, which I do a lot. But having you on the other end makes it so much more fun. Ha! I, um... Again, this is what a songversation is about. This is it. I choose a song, we riff on that song, and look at all the places that songversation worthy has taken us. Thank you so much um, for your questions and your comments and your time. A lot of y'all speak my language, so please keep sending the comments and the questions. I may not answer them all. I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to do this whole thing, but I listen to them all because I love to hear what you have to say. Y'all speak in my language. So anyway, I am until next time. And I cannot wait until next time because I have a very clear idea of what I want to do for the next song. Until next time, may you clearly hear the song in your heart. I like that. (laughs) Peace.